Are you ready to take the lead in the dance of life? Fall in love with who you are right now and find uninhibited joy every day? Then it's time for you to flaunt your smart, sexy, and spiritual self. Join radio host Laura Cheadle and learn how the five steps of flaunt can help you quit seeking approval, proving your worth, and release you from the judgment of others. Express all that you are, discover your naked self-worth, and finally, enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. Welcome to Flaunt, Build Your Dreams and Live Your Sparkle. I'm Laura Cheadle, and today we are going to talk about a lot of things that have to do with sparkle. For some people, having a spiritual connection makes them feel all alive and sparkly and magical. For some people, it's working out or being connected to nature, raising kids, playing with animals. There's so many different things that make us sparkle. But the truth of the matter is, oftentimes, we kind of lose touch with that. Oftentimes we lose touch with what makes us happy and we look around at everybody else around us and we're like, well, why are they so happy? And why do I not feel that connected and that great on the inside? And what can I do about it? Today's guest is Kim Stanwood Terranova. And she has been called so many different things over her life. Like me, she's a spiritual therapist and life coach. She's also had somebody call her a mind chiropractor, which I absolutely love, seeing that I'm a life choreographer. <laughs> but no matter what anybody calls her or me or you or anybody, the truth of the matter is inside we are ourselves. And inside our hearts sparkle and they need to be seen and revealed and witnessed and kim is one of those magical humans that is gifted at walking with others and helping them to wake up to that inner greatness so with that welcome to the show kim i'm so excited to play with you today Mm, Laura, thank you for having me. I'm honored to say yes to your invitation, and I'm so happy to be right here with you. So thank you for, for the invite. I'm blessed. Oh, I am so glad. So tell, tell us a little bit more about your journey, because to meet with you now, to read your book, to see, you know, your blog, all of that stuff, people would think, well, Kim is just amazing and magical and she always has been. Can you just tell us a little bit about your journey? I think that journey you just described sounds heavenly. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the, the always has been, you know, the, the truth of it is, I think that each and every one of us um, are, are magical and have the powers within us at all times, it's when do we wake up and access them that is so darn interesting. And, and I think my wake up, you know, I'm grateful was at a very um, young point in my life where I was able to see through the eyes and the feeling tone of pain, it was uncomfortable, but to really see something was happening that I wasn't tuned into. There was something happening in the universe that I wanted to know more about. And it caused me sadness because in high school and college, 
it wasn't a conversation. You know, people would look at me like, why do you want to understand the workings of the universe and how to create your reality? And I did. And so the the sadness of that and not having like-minded souls to talk to really, you know, sometimes we do get pulled by the pain. And I was on in that place where I found a spiritual center um, right in college. And from that point onward, I just kept creating all that I could and following and practicing spiritual principles. And as you just said, you know, like magical living and how to really propel it into motion in my everyday life does not mean that it's been a smooth sailing ride. (laughs) It means that, you know, sometimes in, in a magical adventure, there's always ups and downs. I always say to people, just imagine you're putting yourself on a roller coaster because this thing called life is a roller coaster ride. And if we can look at it as, we know there's highs and lows. We can choose to put our hands in the air and know I'm going to ride the highs and the lows in a conscious manner so that I can access the tools at my availability to continually feel lighter and more available to see what's really happening and not get caught in the circumstance. That is, that's when we're living the roller coaster ride with the knowing that it gets bumpy. And yes. in the bump, we, we have to ride through it. Yes. You have said the word conscious a few times. And I think that is so important because for many, for many of us, and you know, myself included, I have gotten into these phases where I'm just caught up in life and it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm putting one foot in front of the other, but it's like, oh, I'm cleaning and I'm doing laundry and I'm taking care of this and I'm getting through, but there's not a lot of conscious thought going on. And when that happens, Years can go by. <laughs> yes, good point. Absolutely. Years, yeah. days, moments, and we could unconsciously create things we don't want. And, and that was the, you know, the propelling pull for me to, to move forward in completing my book is to assist individuals to see, wait a second, when we really stay conscious, and what I mean by that is awake so that we all have an inner technology within us. And that inner technology is our availability to create our lives, co-create our lives with source energy. And when we are unconscious and asleep, we're still creating, you know, it's just, we're doing it in an unconscious manner. So we're often creating things that later we say, why did that just happen to me? Or what is going on here? Because we didn't realize where we were participating because we were, you know, asleep. And that's a human experience. It's a human experience. And how can we gently remember, oh, I want to stay conscious to enjoy this journey. Yes. And, you know, something that I hear a lot of, I guess, criticism or pushback around, and I, and I want mm-hmm. to talk to you about it, is that unconscious creation piece. Because sometimes people will say, I did not create my own cancer. I did not create right. my own. And, and I, I think there's some more understanding that can be had around that, that it's not Correct. around that unconscious creation. And I would love to hear your explanation around that. Absolutely. And, and I'm with you because that is, when people can say that, like, wait a second, I, I didn't create this. Now, right. we have to always realize we're, we're in a world where we're bumping up against circumstances. So whether the circumstance shows up, whether it's a car accident, whether it's something that someone says, but Kim, I didn't call that forth, and I, I understand. 
that over there could have had a whole different intention and map of where they were going and crashed into yours. Our health, you know, whether we're in different areas of what we're eating, where we're living, what's going on that we unconsciously don't know is affecting our body temple can bring about an illness that I'm definitely not saying, oh, I call that force. Yet, what I am saying is when those circumstances occur, and, and if we look in the world right now, individually we didn't call forth and intend all the things that are happening in the world, yet we have a responsibility to how do we respond to it. And that's where I'm pointing to stay conscious in your response to it, because that's where you're going to have the magic come rushing forward to have a, have a result that is more in alignment with perfect health, wholeness. What do you do with that circumstances? You know, it's recently, as, as I mentioned to you briefly, is that when my um, home was taken in the Southern California fires in one night, I didn't, I, I definitely didn't say, oh, well, I unconsciously asked the fire to come right here, burn my house down. I could learn the lessons of that. That is right. not, I'm not, a, a, you know, looking in that direction. That was something that was occurring in Mother Nature that I, my house was on the path and it went right over it. Right. Where I get to choose to grow is I can stay conscious in what I'm doing with it. Am I going to stay the victim of it and that be the defining story of my life? Or am I going to use it to propel me into really making awake conscious decisions and moving forward? It means things happen to us. That's our story. It, I want to always inspire people. What are you doing with it? Who did you become because that cancer came into your life? Who did you become because that accident went down? That's where we get to stay awake in choice because otherwise we'll stay in the victim of, wait a minute, let's stay longer and why did it happen? Yes, absolutely. My personal story around that, that I really feel compelled to share because I think it dovetails so yes. perfectly. Yeah. With what you were saying is 23 years into my marriage, I found out that my husband had been unfaithful to me for 15 of those years with five different women. Now, oh my goodness. It was the worst experience I ever had. It was the hardest thing I ever had to deal with. But even yeah. through it all, I kept having that feeling. What in me wanted this? What in me was co-creating this experience? Because there, I, I'm, I am a participant in it. I'm not just mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a victim. I am a participant. Right. Yeah. And yes. it was really hard to define that, to say, it's not my fault. I didn't mm -hmm. cause this, but I also have a part in it, which I yes. do. Yes. And I did. And long story, lots of therapy, lots of spiritual work. Mm. We have a better marriage now than we ever have. And it was a mm. gift in so many ways. Is it a gift that I would give somebody else? No, 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 no. You don't want this gift. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. But, yeah. And how beautiful that that's the way you moved through it. I mean, right there's a most divine example of really staying conscious. 
yes. to how, what do you do with it? So you were still participating, and and that's that's miraculous. Yeah, yeah. So that and, is, and you get the pearls, right? You get to take those pearls forevermore and be really embodied by who you are, not what happened. Exactly. And that's why I love that you talk about intention because even as I was having my world completely rocked, I did try to stay mindful of that intention. Is that, do I intend to have this ruin me? Do I intend to ruin other people or do I intend to grow? Do I intend to create something magical? And I fully believe whatever our intention is, is what will come forth. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I wish you were right here so I could hug you with all that. <laughs> Thank you. That is brilliant. That is so <laughs> well, we'll do a virtual hug. And inspiring. Yes, we'll do a virtual hug. <laughs> I love that. Now, you also talk about intention in terms of technology, which appeals to me because as a former corporate attorney, I like technology. I like structure and I like equal parts structure and magic. And that's what is so captivating to me about the title of your book, the technology of intention. It's saying mm-hmm. have both. And I'd like you to talk a little bit more about that and how we can have both technology of course. and intention. Yes, I think, it, you know, we do have both. They're both in front of us in life. And when we know that, wait, there's a perfect dance of the two of them. And look at it this way, though. We all have spiritual technology within us. We all have inner technology that we came into this body temple with. Often we forget, we look out at the outer technology, our screens, the new, something to tell us who we are, where, what we should decide. We're looking at something from the inner to out, whereas that technology is beautiful. And if we only live in that, we will forever be an out of balance society. If we come back to realize, wait, there's room for both. There's room for my inner technology, the inner intuitive guidance within my connection to source, to spirit, that I want to listen to that, to sit in meditation, to live a life of intention so that I'm going within while I also look outside of myself. Because otherwise, we're only, we're swinging too far on one side. We're saying, oh, this happened across the world, so that determines this for me. Versus, let me first sit, tap into my inner technology, and know that even as I go to look at the news, I'm doing it consciously. So my intention is to gather information, to know where's my blessing to go across the world, or what is occurring that I get to come back to center and go to my inner technology again to know, now what is my choice to participate in that? Once we know that, we then move into, then what's the intention I create in that? My intention is to participate as a global citizen. Or my intention is to be so conscious and kind this day that I'm open and receptive to connect to, you know, who appears to be a stranger on my path. When we take the outer, comes back to the inner and balance that, it's all a balancing then we're really living consciously and activating the power within to create circumstances outside of us that are life-changing. Wow. You, I was actually giggling when you said something about <laughs> watching the news 
because I thought, yes. how many times have people, myself included, I have been guilty, intentionally <laughs> gone on social media with the intention of picking a fight with somebody or being, you know what I mean? Or seeing something that'll raise your hackles. Why do right. I go to, yeah, inflammatory sites? That, I mean, that right. must be my intention. <laughs> well, I, you know what it is? I think it's, it's human nature in, and then we add societal acceptance. So I don't even want to say societal pressure, but definitely societal acceptance. We, so we get to look at that and know, okay, I, there's times I start giggling. I look down and I'm on Facebook for five minutes. I'm looking at something. This morning it happened to me. And all of a sudden I stopped. I looked up and I went, wow, nine minutes just went by. Kim, were you conscious that you wanted to be lost in that? Now, yes. if I did, and I, then I could go say to myself, okay, so you had nine minutes that you were observing this. I don't want to be hooked by it, but I can right. observe it. But when we realize in society, the kind of conversations you and I are having ignite us because this is what, what feeds our soul. And when we get to have these kind of conversations everywhere in the world, then we're coming in connection with my spiritual technology is bumping into your spiritual technology. So I don't need to pick a fight. My aim yes. is to understand. I may still not agree. You know, when people say to me, oh my goodness, we can't talk about politics or religion it's one of those things that i burst into laughter and say i beg to differ i welcome it all right when we say there's something we can't talk about we're already putting up resistance and reactionary you know patterns if we say to someone can we like we could say can we have a conversation here and not try to change one another that we can share i want to share with you how i feel and why i feel this way and then i want to create as best as i can a place to listen of why you feel that way because when we have understanding we then have compassion without understanding we will stay to defend ourselves because someone has to be wrong for us to be right so it's a that's all part of coming together to remember that wait we are one one humanity if we choose to remember our deep connection to one another, we can grow together, even in our differences. And I know that's a big call and a big ask. And why not still move towards it? Right. Right. Because as long as we're moving towards it, we're moving towards peace. We're moving towards compassion. Even yes. if we can't totally get there, it's going to help. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, what happens is it, it then ignites. Like say you know, we start this in our homes. We don't have to go out and save the world. We get to come in and be conscious of what world we're creating. So when we in our own home, you know, practice levels of understanding in, in places of disagreement, then we are assisting on the healing of the planet because we're vibrationally saying in this house, it's safe to have a deep conversation. I mean, imagine if we really started nurturing that in our homes, that we can look at our loved ones and say, in this home, it is safe for us to have a difficult conversation because I'm still going to love you. And can we please do it where we both hear one another? And when yes. we can do that, we're starting to bring tenderness into the world. I love all of that so much. Mm -hmm. And it makes me so, it makes me excited for the planet, for what can be yeah. created because it is true that if we, if I do it within mm -hmm. my home, even part of the time, 
and you do it within yeah. your home, even part of the time. We have just yeah. consciousness, yeah, of those people in our home, and then all of those people can go out, and even if they do it part of the time, the ripples yeah. of good and compassion are huge. Yes, absolutely, are absolutely huge. They're, they're unlimited because we're energetic beings. So yes. we're holding the space of energy of love in our home, and then it rolls out into the next home and community. We, it's an inspiration of living in unlimited possibility. Instead of it can't be done, it's let's open our hearts and aim towards what's possible if we look that it can be done. You know, and it always, it, when, I really believe that when we begin in our own inner sanctuary, where we have to clean up our own hurts within our own hearts so that we can have compassion to understand someone else. The other day in a class I was teaching, um, I said something very similar as if, if we are judging ourselves, if we're having judgment on ourselves, which is why the spiritual work of really healing our own heart is so important. But if we're holding judgment on ourselves, we're probably holding it on someone else. If we're holding it on someone else, we're probably having judgment about ourselves somewhere. So yeah. anywhere there's judgment, there's, there's a wave of judgment. So every practice, Every time we sit to meditate, every time we sit to say a prayer, every time we set an intention before we walk into a full room of people to be present and connect with them, we have just done our inner work that impacts those that we walk with. That's how powerful we are. Yeah. And I really appreciate that you talk about power because power is one of those things that for many people, especially for women, power becomes something bad. Oh, we don't want to be powerful. We want to be feminine. Oh, we don't want to be powerful. Mm -hmm. We want to be nurturing. But power mm -hmm. is not, power is not what we think it is. Power is not being a dictator. Mm -hmm. Power is not being, you know, an authoritarian presence. It's that divine mm -hmm. power. And I'd love to hear your take on power and that pure positive power that we all have inside of us. I, I love the way you just said all that because we can be powerful and feminine simultaneously. We can be powerful and kind in the same breath. You know, power has been in, again, society looked at is there's a hierarchy. If you're in power, I'm weak instead yes. of, wait a minute, how about you're in power? I'm empowered and we can share knowledge and wisdom as we move together, together, together through this life existence. You know, there's a, there's a few things that I just so appreciate. And one is, you know, the, the path of a spiritual warrior is one of surrender. When a spiritual warrior, someone who's standing in truth for really staying as one body of consciousness and being conscious of their choices and applying self-care and spiritual practices, when one surrenders, that right there is a place of power. Because hmm. in surrender, we let go if it has to be my way. And I know this is really, sometimes people look at me like, what are you talking about? But when we surrender, I'm surrendering to the power that's unlimited within me, spirit, source, whatever you name it. And that power is always within me. So in my surrender, I just created more space for the unlimited power of the universe to flow through me. That's a powerful place to be. Very powerful. And what's funny about that too, and with surrender, and, and you hit the nail on the head when you said some people are like, what? 
We never, <laughs> had, we never had control in the first place. It is such an illusion that we have control and we just think we can. And that's one of the things that I have, again, giggled, I giggle a lot, <laughs> but giggled over with, the, with, you know, coronavirus. We don't mm. have control. We never have had control. Mm -hmm. Another virus mm -hmm. could hit. This could go away. You could get sick. You could get well. You could not. I mean, so many mm -hmm. things, not so many things, really except our own reaction. We really don't have any mm -hmm. control over anything. Mm -hmm. Your fire, take, I mean, there is just mm -hmm. no, there's no control. So why not surrender anyway? Surrender and then in, surrender to that unlimited power within to guide you of what is the inspired action you take. So yes. the fire say, my surrender was, oh, I have to go. Yes. And my and listening was, I'm, I'm staying in prayer to catch, okay, what is the guidance I need right now as I go? So that I could still simultaneously surrender to a power bigger than me that said at one point, go back in the house. You forgot something. Yeah. So that I knew, wow, I don't know where that voice is coming from, but I have to go back in there. Yeah. And if I wasn't in surrender, if I was only, doesn't mean I wasn't scared. Of course I was terrified, but I was still surrendered and yes. empowered to listen to an unlimited power to what was the next step that was the most um, you know, that brought about safety for my family and myself. So it's definitely um, a word, again, that, you know, words, words in themselves are powerful because they're energy and which words you choose to use either empower or disempower someone. So that word power is beautiful when we look at it from the eyes of can the word power really be all about empowering. Yes. And I liked how you said about, you know, use the word hierarchy because we mm -hmm. do think it's a hierarchy and no, it's not. <laughs> we can all mm -hmm. be incredibly empowered and we can all be Absolutely. disempowered. So yeah, let's, let's mm -hmm. all empower ourselves. I, why not? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that's, that's our journey of, of really healing and diving deep in our own path so we could assist others and, it's one that I believe is so worth taking. Yes. And it takes courage. Yes. Yes, it really does. Now, speaking of courage, mm -hmm. you have done a whole variety of different kinds of training. You, I mean, for, you know, from the spiritual to the energetic, you've done a whole variety mm -hmm. of things. And I... There's so much I want to say on that. So I'm like kind of stuttering. Oh. <laughs> I think it takes courage to sample. It takes courage to try those different things. It takes courage to say, I do or I don't have any preconceived notions about this, but I'm going to try it and see how it works for me. Yeah. I did, yeah, I didn't know if you had any you know, words of wisdom or stories to share on your journey on how you figured out, mm. what do I want to study next? Why would I go from this class to this, you know, certification to this teacher? How did you figure that out along the way? Um, you know, I've, I've always been an eternal learner. I want to, I want to be learning until I take my very last breath. Yes. Like learning to me is 
is so um, expansive. And I know there's not just one path. So I love your question because it's, it's jarring my memory. I'm going down memory lane as you're saying that. Okay. And I remember as a child, what frustrated me about religion is that I could see teachings of separation. I could, te- I could see, oh, this one's right and this one's wrong. And yes. in that, I would be confused. Like I, would, I thought there's not just one path to God, spirit, whatever. So why can't we honor all individual paths is what I would think when I was growing up. Yes. So that, that created a place for me to understand. See, if we're, if we're open to be taught something, and I absolutely am, then in the being taught something, we can stand there and really think, okay, does this resonate with me? And we must always be in self-check. Does this fit for me or how does this feel? So my desire to keep learning led me and to teachers who could support me best in my gifts to deliver. And I know that each and every one of us have our own gifts to deliver. So while we're staying in our practice, so my practice of intention and meditation and prayer and really diving deep and studying all sorts of great you know, teachers throughout history, then that led me to the next path I was supposed to go because I was listening to source guide me in that. It was never that I stood there and went, hmm, I think I'll choose that. It was more that something caught me. And I'm, my practice to stay centered keeps me available to catch when an insight comes to, oh, Kim, it's time to study this. You yeah. know, I, I did not know when I first started, when I first walked into a spiritual center in college, I didn't know that I would be at one point in my life, making sure I had a license to assist individuals in counseling them with spiritual healing and really understanding. So I had no idea. All I knew was I wanted to know more about that. So it was really an inner interest and then having the courage to say, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'll say yes. I say yes a lot. That's, you know, there's, there's a, a, at Agape, there's a giggle that someone says, Kim, how about da, 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 da? I have to catch myself now because I started to get too overscheduled to really take a breath and think, okay, is this yes a fit for me? And can I be of service to humanity by saying yes to this? And if that is a yes on both of those counts, then most likely I'm stepping into it. So I'm sure there's so much more I'm still going to learn in this lifetime. And I want that because that's, then I'm gifting it right back to all of my clients and everyone who comes to my events. I get to turn around and gift it right back, which is, um, then it gets, it gets more spread out, right? Yes. And I think that's such the perfect definition of co-creation, uh, which is something, again, mm-hmm. that sometimes I think people don't quite understand. It's the cosmic mm-hmm. nudge from the universe giving, you know, putting the course in front of you or giving you the curiosity and you being conscious and aware mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. To, to follow yeah. that and to say yes. And then, because I struggle with this too, the discernment to say no sometimes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is discernment, but so good to have an intention to, hey, my intention is to master discernment. It's yes. always a really smart one to help us know when to say yes and when to say, hmm, can't do that one right now. Yeah, yeah, because that's so hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's yeah. part of our growing edge, I think, and that's okay. 
It is. It is. We're going to take a quick break here for a message. And then when we come back, I am going to take you through the five steps of flaunt and have you share all of your incredible wisdom around those five steps. So we will be back. To all the women who have cried in the shower, smiled when they wanted to scream and couldn't wait to get home and unhook their bra. Flaunt is the definitive guidebook on how to get back in touch with who you are underneath your labels, roles, and scripts. Fall in love with yourself right now. Breathe life into the dreams you left behind and live each day with uninhibited joy. Pick up a copy of Laura Cheadle's number one best-selling book, Flaunt. Drop your cover and reveal your smart, sexy, and spiritual self wherever books are sold. It's available in print, digital, and audio formats and comes with two downloadable meditations. And we are back. We are back on an incredible, with an incredible, brilliant guest. We are back with Kim Stanwood Terranova. We have been talking about intention. We've been talking about the technology of intention that's inside of you. We've been talking about compassion and love and joy and how to, how to do all of these amazing things that oftentimes we think that we should do, but we're not exactly sure why or how or what that means. We've been talking about truly how to connect with who you are inside, how to feel your way through life with clarity, with intention, with purpose. So you can feel as good on the outside or on the inside as you might present to the world on the outside. Now, talking about that inside and that outside, that goes right into my work around burlesque and masks and the costumes that we wear. Flaunt is an acronym for find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. And those are the five steps that I believe we should do every single day so we can connect to that power that's inside of us. So we can be conscious and mindful and filled with joy. So we can be both aware of that inner burlesque star, as I like to call it, and also aware of those masks that we wear. Because sometimes it is appropriate to cover ourselves in a certain way, to cover aspects of our personality, to help empower or to lift somebody up. But like Kim was saying earlier, we have to be intentional and conscious about what we're doing. Otherwise, we just get lost in the shuffle and we end up being somebody that we are not being. So with that, Kim, I am going to take you through some of these steps and I want to hear about the technology of intention and how this works for you. Mm. F is find your fetish. And I really believe that we have to find what's fun or why would we even bother living? (laughs) (laughs) What What is your fetish? What do you enjoy so much? I love that. What is my fetish? I don't know yes. that anybody's asked me that. That is fabulous. My fetish is the word fabulous. I know that. Say that. I've been saying that a lot. 
Um, my Good. fetish is that I, I so live for that connection of spirit and source. So whatever someone calls that, I honor that path. What for me, it is God, spirit, that connection that I am. Somebody asked me in an interview the other day, how does it land for you? Because you seem to channel things at times. And I said, well, I'm so interested in that. Like if I catch an insight and I go, ah, just like when I made the reference for the house, the voice said, go back into the house right now. And there was a reason for that. I, that is my fetish is I want my internal technology to be so clear that when spirit speaks to me that I listen. So my fetish is keeping my channel clear and available, which is why spiritual practices are so important to me so that I catch those insights. You know, I want to be um, wherever I'm at in the world. And if I'm to get a message that I've got this instrument ready and available to hear it, that I don't miss it. I don't want to miss the messages. Or I don't want to miss the insights. So my fetish is being available to catch them all. Oh, that's brilliant. Because, <laughs> yeah, because life is this game. And when you have the technology working correctly and you can catch that, it makes everything more fun. And just like you were yeah. talking about, yeah, earlier with which classes, you know, if you're feeling a pull to this class or a pull to this certification or a pull to this book, that's your fetish and that's fun. And you yeah. know, yeah, it's going to make you better and it's going to make your clients better. And that's yeah. fun. Absolutely. And I love the question. What is your fetish? Yay. <laughs> I love that question too. It's a good one. <laughs> The L in flaunt stands for laugh out loud. You talked a little bit about when you were young and you looked at, you know, religion and all of that. Some people think religion is sacred and spirituality is sacred. And it is. But then they take it one step further and they say, so it's got to be serious. It's not funny. Mm. Now laugh at God. How dare you laugh at God? <laughs> <laughs> What is, what is your view on laughter and spirit and, and how does laughter play into this whole thing? Oh my goodness. Laughter is one of the most healing bombs we can apply when our heart is heavy, you know, or at any point when our heart is light. I, there is not a day that I don't go, that doesn't go by, that I am not laughing to the point that my stomach hurts at a certain point. It's like, oh my gosh, that was so funny. This last few days, I had more humor at laughing at the idiosyncrasies of myself where I did something that later I went, oh my gosh, did I seriously just do that? But yeah. I laughed because I thought, well, I already did it. So I'm going to laugh. It wasn't anything to do with harm. It was where maybe I asked a question that wasn't quite, you know, right or something, but I learned something in that. But when we can laugh, we are healing ourselves. If we take it too seriously and we're into judgment, again, there's a right and a wrong and I shouldn't do that. Should is not one of my favorite words. It's one of my least favorite. And I write about that is that if there's a should, I should do this or I shouldn't laugh, that right there is holding judgment on what laughter is. And I think that there's room for laughter always. Years ago when I um, was with His Holiness the Dalai Lama and we were he was, he was moderating a peace event in Italy, and I will never forget how beautiful it was on the frequency of his laughter. He could be in the midst of something very serious, and he could burst into laughter. 
And I thought that's, I want to be able to embody that, that we can still be very compassionate and loving. And there's moments that laughter is necessary. Yes. What a great story. And what a great gift Mm -hmm. to experience him in person. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The next step of flaunt is AU, accept unconditionally. And I call that the golden center of flaunt because when we truly can accept both ourselves and others unconditionally, it changes our lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's yes. so hard sometimes to get out of our head and to get out of thinking how it should be, <laughs> like you just mm-hmm. talked about should. There's that word. Right? Uh-huh. Yes. And how others should and what our relationship should be like and our jobs should be like and what kind of promotion we should get and what our kids should do. And it's hard to accept unconditionally. I was wondering if you had any tips or tricks on letting go of those shoulds and learning how to accept unconditionally. Yeah, the very first trick is you set an intention to do so. You said one can set an intention that my intention is to be willing to let go of any sense of separation and allow acceptance to guide me. It would be a great intention for people to have to let go of any sense of separation and allow acceptance to guide me. Sometimes people think that, you know, accepting unconditionally means that we will let someone harm us or do something right. that isn't in alignment with us. That isn't what this is pointing to. Acceptance is that we're here to keep our side of the street clean. We're yes. here to work on ourselves. And as we can see someone else, if they're doing something that doesn't vibrate with us, again, if we practice levels of reaching for understanding, we can lean in to have a conversation instead of pulling away to separate that they're wrong and I'm not going to accept that. Yes. We must choose what honors us and no, if somebody's not physically harming us, please no, I'm not talking about a physical harm, danger in life. I'm not talking about, oh, let me accept that is coming at me. That's a different subject matter. Right. When we talk about acceptance of unconditional acceptance, we're talking about someone's behavioral choice in our relationship or something that we think. The second we say the word should, we're, we're jumping into an expectation. My job should do this. So and they didn't, I don't accept you know, anything um, at my job, right? Then we're an expectation. My children should do this. We're an expectation. The yeah. quickest way to get out of expectation is to set an intention. And that's one of the top components of why I wrote the book is that we can see that expectation leads to disappointment. So if we could come back to, I'm right here. And if I want to stand in acceptance and allow people, others to grow, and I'm here to grow, I've got to get back to me setting my intention. And it could be my intention is to be clear in what is acceptable, not acceptable, meaning in a relationship. If you're with someone, then it's, let me communicate. This, and that's a part of acceptance, that I'm accepting myself that this certain behavior wouldn't be acceptable for me. So now let me talk to you about it instead of separating from you and judging you. Yes. Yes. Because so much, I like that you were use the word disappointment because so mm-hmm. often we're disappointed and then we're a victim and then we internalize right. and blah, 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 blah. And it takes us down this whole spiral that never had anything yes. to do with us in the first place. It's just mm-hmm. that 
we, we weren't clear. We weren't communicating. We were in judgment. We were in those shoulds. So I mm-hmm. love setting the intention. And I also think, and I'm curious your take on this. I love sharing my intention with other people. And I oh, find, absolutely. yeah, cause I find if I will tell, you know, whether it's my friend or my kids or whatever, my intention for the day is blah, blah, blah. Then they can either come along for the ride or they can be like, oh, that's not mine. And then we separate and we do our own thing and nobody is hurt. Correct. Correct. Yeah. We share and understand. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is, there is no judgment around that. There are days I don't want to go have fun. I want to clean. I want to organize. I want to get some work done and I don't really want to go have fun. And if somebody else does, I don't want to hold Mm -hmm. them back and I don't want them to interfere with my work. So it's all good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's all good (laughs) as long as we're talking about it. Exactly. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. The next step of flaunt is N. And that's navigate the negative. And I am a big believer that there's nothing negative in the world. There's really nothing positive in the world either. There's just a lot of stuff. (laughs) And whatever we intend that it means, it will. But But we do have to navigate. And my question for you is around this whole technology of intention. Sometimes we're so clear and we're so spiritually connected and we're hearing that voice and it's all perfect. And then it hits the wall and it doesn't work out anyway. How Mm -hmm. do you handle that? Because being spiritually connected doesn't mean you're perfect. Being spiritually connected Mm -hmm. doesn't mean nothing's ever going to go wrong because you've heard it all perfectly. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with some of that disappointment or sadness when the technology of intention doesn't really work the way you think it should? Beautiful question. Um, it goes back to what you just asked me before. We get, we start practicing acceptance for ourselves yeah. and know that if I can see that this doesn't look like it's working for me, then I get to be in acceptance, take care, gently take care of myself and the hurts that I'm feeling, and we get to begin again. So what, what, if we're bumping up against something that's not occurring, that there's usually something we still haven't seen, that this isn't, wouldn't be for our highest good. So we need to we need to look deeper you know again back to what happened for me that it could be appearing like wait a minute you just lost everything how how is your intention fulfilled right that isn't the question i asked the day of the fire did i six months later look back and say i wonder what what was there anything in there for me to learn you bet but when we're in the midst of the fire literally of sadness that it didn't seem to work out we must care for ourselves right then. That isn't the time we say, why did this bad thing happen to me? Because then we'll stay stuck in it. If we, if we comfort ourselves and know, okay, there's still something I haven't seen. So I'm going to be an acceptance of self-love for myself and regain my strength and begin again. And so that if my intention next time is my intention is to call forth clarity on this specific thing before me. Because you, if you call for it clarity, you will get it. And then yes. you get to look at it with clarity of, oh, I didn't see that. Almost every time that somebody's come back to me, you know, one year and said, oh, my gosh, why did this happen to my child or myself? And I'll say, please, let's not ask that question now. Let's ask a different question. What is, what is the healing path for us now? What is possible for us now? What is necessary for us to put into place now? 
And we will get an answer to that question in the future. But if we stay there now, we'll stay stuck. Yeah. So we have to practice the acceptance and gently heal and begin again and asking for clarity of what have I not seen that I'm willing to see now for this to come to fruition. I appreciate so much that you separate that, that you separate mm. and give the timeline because mm -hmm. I want healing now. <laughs> you know, I think right. that's so much, sure. yeah, so many of us who experience discomfort, I want healing now. I want the cancer healed now. I want the home fixed now. I want my marriage healed now. Mm -hmm. I want my raise now. I want it now. And it is hard to have perspective in the moment. And you yes. talked about, yeah, comforting yourself. And yes. ooh, there's a lot around yeah. that. There's a lot yes. around that. And it's, and it's necessary. That's the time we must care for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think mm -hmm. in your experience, is it harder for women to care for themselves? Do you think, or is, mm. it, or is it just a personality thing? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I'm, I'm, hold on. Let me listen for a minute. I think that I could understand how we can see it that way. I don't know if it's totally, um, I don't know that I'd say it's just harder for them, but I could see how we can, it appears that way because women, the feminine energy of caring, caring, yeah. caring, caring, tends to at times get us to be off balance because we're so busy caring for others. Yes. You know, so we, it's harder to be gentle with ourselves. But at the same time, there's also, you know, I, I see, especially now, that it can be challenging for men as well. Yeah. And, you know, asking that question, sometimes I ask a question and I very clearly have the answer in my head, like, oh, I, I'm going to sure. leave. And that was one where I was like, oh, I can see this on both ways. I'm really yeah. not yes, sure. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yes, and that's okay because, right, you know, we're really bending into that it's safe for the male energy to take on some of their feminine um, tenderness as well, and still say strong males, and the same for the women to take some of their strong, um, powerful energy on is what we need to be gentle with each other as we come into balance, come into balance. There's room for all of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. The mm -hmm. last step of flaunt is T, trust in your truth. And mm. yeah, and to me, I think that is the most important place for anybody to get to. Like you were talking about the technology of intention being inside and being able to look mm -hmm. within. And I think that's the same thing as trusting in your truth. It's being able to look within and to be that clear channel and to hear and to feel and to know and to have the confidence that whatever happens, that truth is there. That inner voice mm. is there. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big question, I know, but who, what is your truth? What is the truth of Kim? Mm. It's actually, the, the beautiful part is it comes back to your first question. You know, what is my fetish? Is the truth is that that connection to source is my very breath. And that I am completely surrendered to that to really cultivating that relationship with spirit 
more than me, and I trust that. So it's my truth, and I trust it. So I'm always, if, like even when you asked me the question just a moment ago, I got quiet to check, wait a minute, what is the truth of that? Because I don't want it to just be a random answer. What is the truth of that for me in this right. moment? Now, a year from now, it might, I'm going to know more. I'm going to experience more. It might be a slightly different answer. But the truth is really being authentic to myself and staying in my integrity to that authenticity, even when it's uncomfortable, yes. even when it's uncomfortable. Because sometimes, you know, to, and um, I really love this, that Michael Bernard Beckwith said, you know, my teacher and has taught me so much and I work with him all the time. And he said, sometimes standing in principle or truth is not always popular. And I understand that because, and it doesn't mean we don't do it. Yes. It doesn't mean, well, it's, it, you know, it means that let's just be gentle with ourselves, but standing in our truth may not always be popular. I, for years, most of, you know, many years I've had people like, what are you talking about? You're odd. You're weird. And I thought, and so be it. I still want to have the conversation, you know, yes. so it, it is uncomfortable at times and it doesn't mean we're to be diminished in it. Can we stand in our truth again without expectation and live our truth as it blesses humanity, not to live our truth ever harm someone, live our truth truly living it and knowing that let me live this not just speak it and I think um, that definitely is my truth as well is to live what I study not mm. just know it I think that's the difference between knowledge and wisdom that we could know a lot but if we're not living it it's just a pretty batch of information and I'd yeah. rather have it be worn out and tried and true and be wiser from it <laughs> yes I also appreciate what you said about if, you know, as you know more, your truth might evolve. Right now, sure. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure, who, you know, when people will listen to this show into the, into, per, into mm -hmm. the future, because I'm sure they will. But right now we're dealing with a lot of uh, riots and protests around race. And mm -hmm. I have had some very uncomfortable moments looking at myself around that learning mm. about microaggressions that I didn't know, mm -hmm. learning about mm -hmm. my privilege that I hadn't seen before. And it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that. And I love it mm -hmm. because I do feel like I stood in my truth back then, but I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And my truth is evolving mm. and I'm better now, but I also know that five years, 10 years, however many years down the road, I will also know more and I will look back on myself at this time and I will think, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you were trying. Isn't that great? No. Yeah. It's yeah. great to know that right there is everything in front. That is acceptance unconditionally. That is standing in, you know, your truth is that you will know more. I will know more. And all of us will, if we're committed to evolving and yes. committed to growing, which means in in evolving society, there's things we're going to have to let go of, and there's things we're going to have to practice, and that will look um, uncertain doesn't mean we still don't practice it. It's for the highest good of all concern. Let's just keep heading in that direction. Yes, very well mm -hmm. said. Kim, I have enjoyed our conversation thoroughly. I thank want, you. Yes, thank you for your time, for your energy, for your wisdom, for your insight. 
Where can listeners learn more about you and get a hold of your book? Oh, thank you. So you can find me at my website, which is kimstanwoodterranova.com. And there's a button there to click on to sign up for the ongoing newsletter that comes out even once a month, just with lots of information of inspirational articles, as well as everywhere I'm speaking. And I'd love for people to sign up that way and to purchase the book to go to Amazon and order the technology of intention, please. Perfect. Thank you so much. Like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and your wisdom. And thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. You're I'm welcome. so grateful to be here. And thank you for your questions and your insight and wisdom and all that you're bringing to the planet. I just, I'm grateful to you. So thank you for including me on this journey. You are welcome. And listeners, I know that you have learned a lot. Let this process be gentle with yourself. Think, feel, intend. Reach out to Kim if you have any questions. And as usual, have an amazing week. And always remember to flaunt. Tune in next time to Flaunt. Build your dreams, live your sparkle with radio host Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Overcome the need to please and find the uninhibited joy of being exactly who you are right now. Come find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more and get your free gift at lauracheadle.com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E dot com.